Hello, listeners. Did you go to therapy yet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just feel like if you... We hope you did. Yeah, if you went to therapy, you might not... You might now be on the, the steps to self-improvement, self-growth, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, come join us on this journey to self-growth. We can all grow together like little little trees. Or like flowers or something. My boyfriend's a gardener. He's going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of research for this episode on self-growth techniques for self-improvement. So a early thank you to the National Library of Medicine, Harvard Business Review, and... Our favorite, The New Yorker. Can't forget The New Yorker. That's We're going to get sponsored one of these days. You know, I actually, for the research on this, I was trying to find articles specifically from The New Yorker just because I thought it would be funny. Like, if we just continued using, like, articles <laughs> only from The New Yorker. But they did have one good article that I thought applied very well to what we were talking about. So, you know what? They're just a good publication. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and Julian wrote for them, and that's completely irrelevant and uh, doesn't affect our decisions at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with anything, actually. It, it, just, like, scratch that we said that. But we do love Juju. <laughs> and I'll never scratch that. <laughs> so there was this article by Joshua Rothman in The New Yorker called are you the same person you were when you were a child? And it basically just talks about your sense of self, whether or not you change throughout different phases in your life, or it poses the question, have you always been the same person? Are there times that you dissociate from? Are those all versions of yourself? And I kind of want to just talk about that and see what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing to think about because this honestly wasn't even on my mind when I was thinking about self-growth. Because this is such, like, a deep philosophical question. Which also, like, I feel like we do everything here. Like, we're funny, and now we're being philosophical. I feel like I've always thought I've been the same person my entire life. Personally, I think that I've changed, and I've had certain phases where I'm different. But I've been different because of things that have happened to me. Like, I was really depressed for a period of time, and I feel like that made me different from who I was as a core person, but inside, I was still the same person I had been. I agree with you 100%. Like, that's exactly how I feel, too. Because I feel like when I see, like, little kid pictures of myself, I feel like they give off the same vibe as I do now. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's (laughs) me. And... I feel like when I was a little kid, too, the way people would describe me is similar to how people would describe me now. But like you said, I've had phases in my life where things weren't too, too hot for me. (laughs) And, (laughs) and like, I would just like enter like episodes and... When you said episode, like, it made me think like you had a psychotic break for a second or something. (laughs) Yeah, Um. I just have those. (laughs) Casually. Talk about the worst time we've been institutionalized. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never been institutionalized. <laughs> no, I think 
I had this period of time when I transferred colleges because I was at Fordham for a semester and it was really overwhelming for me because the social environment was very toxic. It was like high school to the most maximum level you could ever imagine. So a lot of people like talking bad about each other and I just wanted to get out of there. So once I finally transferred to DU, I swear I didn't talk to anyone for like six months outside of my family. Like, I went to class, I got food, I went back to my dorm, and that was it. And honestly, I think you were, like, the first friend I made. I was gonna ask. I was like, was I your first (laughs) friend? You were my first friend. (laughs) Like, like, coming out of... I was, like, a hermit. And that's also why I think that, like, I've been the same person my whole life. I didn't like talking to people when I was a kid, and I still don't like talking to people. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But no, like, I think that there are those phases where you're processing something or going through something or learning something. And I was going through one of those and it made me take a lot of space from life, I guess, and really just focus on myself. So I wasn't as social as I am now, as I should be. But I think going through those phases can be, like, necessary for getting to where you need to be I agree and I also think it's really interesting that that happened for you directly before you met me because my phase I was going to talk about also happened like directly before meeting you I think this is destiny are we like soulmates I was about to say that oh my god we must be get over here I kind of like lost myself like for a period of time where Like, I went through a breakup, and I think it really altered the way that I viewed myself and my self-esteem. And I remember, like, feeling this need to change. Like, I didn't want to be the same person that, like, was with him. I didn't feel, like, comfortable, like, in my own skin. So I, I had, like, a lot of questions about, like, the relationship was rather controlling because anytime that I talked about, like, going outside my comfort zone, I remember talking to him about dyeing my hair and getting a nose piercing, and he was always like, no. He was like, don't do that. So I just like never did. And I like dyed my hair a bunch of times after like never having dyed my hair like my entire life. And I got like eight piercings and like completely changed my style. And like I I was like looking and acting like a whole different person. Like I was even doing things that I never thought I would have done. Quit dancing and I dropped out of school. Like everything that was like once like a part of my life. I just, like, completely got rid of. Like, I I did, like, a 180. And I think it was a toxic, like, coping mechanism, really. And it also didn't let me, like, embrace my femininity, which is something I see on TikTok, like, all the time. Like, feminine and masculine energy. Yeah, your divine feminine. Yeah, I remember seeing that at first and being like, that's dumb. Like, but then now it kind of makes sense to me because I, I remember during that time I felt like I needed to like protect myself like I always like thought if I don't nobody else will but then by doing that I think I was attracting like toxic partners like every guy that seemed to be interested in me was like awful <laughs> yeah because I don't think I was like energetically allowing good things to like come into my life well I think you you take in what like you feel like you deserve yeah And I also think that identity and self-growth are, like, super intertwined because once you leave something that was important to your identity, it's a huge change. 
Like, I was a competitive swimmer for 10 years, and that was who I was. Like, I was a swimmer. I didn't, I couldn't identify myself by anything else. So when I quit, it was like, what do I do now? Yeah. And it's like, it's just such a huge shift. I mean, thank God I quit, though. I don't, <laughs> don't want to be a swimmer. Yeah, I really, I understand what you mean, though, because that's how I felt about dance, too. Like, that's the way I'd describe myself, like, to anyone who met me. Like, I was a dancer. I was a ballerina. And it's, like, when I didn't have that anymore, I was, like, what am I without this thing? Like, I had no idea. I feel like through therapy, like, I started learning how to stop seeking validation from other people, which I think I was doing a lot of, like, from, like, through dating or through, like, like, I... I feel like I did well in school most of my life, but I don't think I ever did well in school because I wanted to do well in school. I think I did well in school because my dad liked that I got good grades, you know, like, and just, like, Mm -hmm. I liked the validation that I'd get from it, which I think it helped to have that support group, but I needed to find it from, like, an honest place with integrity and not from a place of, like, I think I was, a lot of the things I was doing, I was doing out of spite and from hate, like... I have to do better. Like, I have to show them I'm doing better now. Like, and it wasn't from, like, a healthy place. So it just, like, wasn't working out well. This paragraph in the New Yorker article, and it says that through self-development, we curate lives that make us ever more like ourselves. But there are ways to break out of the cycle. One way in which people change course is through their intimate relationships. Ding, ding, ding. If someone who tends... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If someone who tends to move against the world marries the right person or finds the right mentor, he might begin to move in a more positive direction. And I think if you're with somebody that's bad for you, you're obviously going to move in a negative direction. So it goes both ways. Right. And I also think, like, there's something about, like, toxic people and people that aren't good for you, like friends or relationships. They don't want to see you do better. Because toxic people like toxic people, you know? Like, they want to keep you in that cycle because it validates them for acting the way that they are. Well, we're both doing X, Y, Z, so I must not be that bad. And I think I had a lot of friends like that. Because, like, when I started talking about, like, how I wanted to go back to school, I had some friends that, like, came across kind of, like, judgmental of it. And I think that that kind of behavior comes from a place of, like, jealousy like that's kind of when I knew that like those people didn't have my best interest in mind because I knew like that would be the best thing for me to do and then I kind of stopped like going out with those people and they kind of stopped making time for me or like even like inviting me anywhere and like I just noticed like those friendships started like deteriorating I was just thinking last night about this girl that I was really good friends with um at my first college And we ended up, we didn't, we stopped talking last year and I started to get really upset about it. But at the same time, like looking back on our friendship, she would make these like super offhand comments to me that were obviously rude, but she would act like she didn't know they were rude or like didn't know they were mean. Like there was this one time we were all together as a group telling people what celebrity they looked like. And then somebody said the word ugly or something and my friend was like oh well you don't tell ugly people they're ugly because they already know that and then said something to me that was like that's why I haven't said anything to you and I was like what the hell did you just say and she just like moved past it immediately 
that and I was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't remember like saying that. jealousy to me. Because I feel like a lot of girls, like, especially, like, the, like, pick-me type girls, like, will make jokes at their friend's expense to appear more desirable. Like, they're, like, really yeah. living for the male gaze. And I've had friends like that, too, where, like, they make fun of me or they, like... Like, I'm kind of goofy and I make, like, dumb jokes and stuff sometimes. And I think, like some of my friends would play into that and kind of like make me seem like I'm the dumb friend but I'm not sorry my sense of humor is just so superior to you that you can't even understand that I'm making a joke when I'm saying something like that yeah I do think like people who do that it's like that's coming from a place of jealousy because like there's no need for her to tear you down like that and it's not true either like I was like I took it really harsh at the time But then later on, like, I started my internship with The Tonight Show, and she reached back out to me, and she said, how are things going at SNL? And I was like, well, you know, we both know that's not the show I work at. But it was, like, this subtle way of being, like, I don't really care, you know, by, like, saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, So at that point, I was like, yeah, whatever. I think having those toxic friends can make it so much harder to grow as a person because number one like they make you doubt yourself yeah because you're like if my friend is saying this to me is it true yeah I also think those people like like I said they want to keep you down with them because they don't feel good about themselves and where they're at in their life so they feel the need to see you at a point where they can tell you're not confident, you're not secure in yourself. And I think a lot of girls, or, like, people in general, but, like, I'm just saying girls because in my experience I've had friends that are girls that do stuff like this who will, like, make comments about you or, like, whatever. Like, I had one friend who would comment a lot on, like, my weight. And I think she did so because I think she knew it was, like, a sensitive subject for me. Like, I think she knew that that would, like, that would bother me. Like, for example, I remember I I used to make a lot of TikToks with this friend. And not too long ago, like, when I first started dating my boyfriend, I went through all my TikTok account because I was like, there's probably stuff on here that's, like, really embarrassing, like, that I don't want him to see. (laughs) So I kind of, like, I went through and, like, cleaned my social media in general because I was like, some of this stuff is, like, not something that I really, like, want out there anymore. And I came across, like, videos that I had with that girl And I'm, like, looking at myself, like, next to her, and I'm, like, I am, like, bigger than her, but, like, not by much. Like, she was a really tiny, like, skinny girl, and she made me, like, feel like I was, like, an elephant. Like, I thought I was, like, so fat. And, like, when I looked back at these videos, I was, like, I look fine. Like, I don't even look, like, big or, like, anything. But I was really insecure about that because it was, like, around the same time that I stopped dancing. And, like, of course, when you're, like, very physically active and then you stop doing that, like, you're going to gain weight. And that was, like, difficult for me at the time. She knew that. And I think she kind of, like, played on that. So I think a lot of people do stuff like that. When I was going through my stuff, I was lucky to have, like, a good group of, like, hometown friends that had known me for, like, my whole life. Who knew me, like, before the breakup and before everything started going wrong for me because <laughs> that that was that was like the the tip of the iceberg before the there. episode like, and then everything just like fell apart 
after that but so many people in my life were being like this is not you like I remember my dad actually texting me once and this like really 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 stuck with me but he just said like we need 100% of Caitlyn not 33% and I was like ouch like that one really hurt but like That's poetry I yeah like he it could be a Juliation but <laughs> like I remember like hearing that stuff at first really hurt because I felt like I'm trying like I'm doing my best but I needed that like I needed that honesty in my life to like get me back on track because like had nobody told me that I was like acting a fool I would have been the court jester like I would have like continued to be foolish this is okay so about that friend that I mentioned earlier I don't know if this was on purpose but one time we went out for a birthday dinner with our mutual friend and me and my friend were splitting the check because it was her birthday and we're like gonna cover her dinner and the waiter came over with the check split and my friend grabbed my credit card instead of hers and paid the whole tip on my card and then handed the payment thing back over to me and she was like don't worry I covered the tip I was like, I covered the tip. <laughs> that was my card. Like, And I still don't know, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I couldn't do that on accident. Right. Like, I would notice that I Especially because, like, I have a Navy Federal card because, like, my dad's in the Army. And not a lot of people have that. Right. So, I'm, I don't know. That's my grudge. Girls will do weird things, too. Like, to try to, like, cause things. Like, I've had girls do some of the weirdest little minor things to me. Like, there was one girl I was friends with during that, like, era. And I was, like, really, really close with her. And it was a super toxic friendship just because she was friends with my ex-boyfriend's best friend. So she was, like, constantly, like, relaying information to me. Like, she would, like, get it from, like, my ex's new girlfriend, pass the baton over to me. And I'm, like, I don't want to run this relay. Like, I don't want to be in on this. Like, I don't. Yeah. And it would just upset me, like, to hear about it. Like, I didn't want to know any of it. But anyways, she used to, like, do, like, little things all the time that would kind of, like, irk me. And I think it was, like, purposeful. Like, I remember one time I told her, like, do you know who Jessie Reyes is? I don't think so. Uh, she's, like, a singer, and my sister introduced me to her, actually, like, years and years and years ago. She's getting, more like, more popular now, I think, but she's pretty, like, popular. Like, she's had features with, like, like Eminem. Like, she's, like, pretty popular. Like, I think she's pretty well-known, but... I remember me and this girl, like, did not have similar music tastes, like, at all. And, like, whenever I'd play music in my car or whatever, like, she'd always be like, ugh, like, let me take aux, like, turn this off. (laughs) And I listened to kind of, like, a bit of whatever, but I remember I played this one song by Jesse Reyes, and I was like, I feel like you would like this song. I said that to this girl in my car. And I watched her, like, I side-eyed, like, watched this happen. I watched her Shazam it while she's in my car (laughs) with me playing it. And it's, like, an artist that I followed for years that I'm, like, a big fan of. And then, like, two weeks later, she's, like, 
you would really love Jesse Reyes. Like, check out this song. And, like, sends me the song <laughs> that, like, I played for her. And I'm like... <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, obviously, you know where she got it. Right. And I was like, what? That just makes her look weird. Yeah. And I feel like... I don't know what that was. I don't know. But she was she was really weirdly competitive with me. And she would always, like... She'd always talk about, like... Like, if I, like, did... Like, if she got, like, pink nails and then I got, like, pink nails... She'd always be like, oh, my God, are you trying to be me? <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I think she just, like... Because pink is such an uncommon color. Exactly. Like, stuff like that where, I don't know, she just... It was weird. It just... It, it seemed so weird. And, yeah, we stopped being friends. And there's times, like, that all, like, you know, like, my Snapchat memories will come up and it'll be, like, me and her, like, jamming out in the car or whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, like, that was fun. But I'm so glad, like, just like how you said with your friend, like, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, it's probably good that, like, I'm not friends with someone like that anymore, you know? Yeah. Do you want to get into the next study? Yes. So this is from the National Library of Medicine. It's called Social Support and a Sense of Purpose, the Role of Personal Growth Initiative and Academic Self-Efficiency. So... This was basically like a study from Chinese, it was around 2,000 Chinese college students. And the idea was like they were trying to see if having a supportive social group helps with your actual success rates or if it doesn't. And the results showed that the social support, personal growth initiative, and academic self-efficiency were all significantly associated with a sense of purpose. And as predicted, personal growth initiative and academic self-efficiency mediated the relationship between social support and a sense of purpose, respectively. In conclusion, it says that the individuals who feel more social support have a stronger or higher level of personal growth. Um, their academic self-efficiency is stronger and their academic self-efficiency further enhances their sense of purpose. So that was a lot of words. That was so, that was so many words. But I feel like, um, you know, it says that having social support can help in the personal growth initiative. When I was at Fordham, I feel like my social support was so so bad like so far on the other end of the spectrum that it still pushed me towards self-growth because I was like I would rather like go to rehab than be here <laughs> like I was going <laughs> I was looking at mental health like inpatient facilities so I would not have to be there and I think having that sense of personal like drive to improve yourself is so important Because that's the same time that I started reading, like, self-help books. And I think the most popular is probably, I don't know if we want to, like, bleep this, but The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Have you read it? Um, I've heard of it. I've not read it. I've, to be honest, like, not really read many self-help books at all. (laughs) Though I've been gifted some from my mom, who is sitting right here. So she's probably, like angry <laughs> i don't know how i would feel about getting gifted a self-help book. yeah that's kind see, of i think i think that's what bothered me <laughs> about it was i was like oh you think i need help 
like and I think that's what like bothered me about it and made me not want to do it was because it will it does say this like in this study you have to have the purpose and the want to be better in order to like actually make the steps to do better like as much as someone in those settings around you can be like supportive of you and be like hey like read this book it'll help like I wasn't in a state of mind where I wanted to change yet so I wasn't gonna read the book yeah it has to start with you but I I do think there is kind of that like stigma around it I thought there was a stigma around it I thought crazy people read self-help books right and I got it at the Amazon bookstore in Columbus Circle and they don't have bags. Well, actually, the Amazon bookstore is completely shut down now. They shut down all of them. Really? Probably because they didn't have bags. I have no idea. But <laughs> that was their fatal. I got flaw. that book. <laughs> I got that book, and then I was like, I don't want to walk home with this. I feel like it's embarrassing to like walk home carrying a self help book. Like I feel like that makes me look weird. So I went to the Whole Foods downstairs. And bought something just so I could have a bag to put the book in. See, I think that Amazon might be able to... L- Amazon also owns Whole Foods, though. They they might be able to learn something from us, okay? Have a bag. Yeah. We've got plenty. Have a bag. This is the baggage claim, you know? Like, we, we need bags if we're going to be getting self-help yeah. books because... I just bring a suitcase around with me everywhere I go now <laughs> to support the brand. We need it's to like get a little like advertisement. That's like a suitcase that like says the bag it's of just a, on. It's just a suitcase. It's, like it's a just a really suitcase. functional suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> Different that would be types so of baggage. Well, like double bags. To create. That would be the dumbest <laughs> merch to try to sell. Like we would make no money. <laughs> I think we should have every type of, we should have like Body bags, duffel Body bags, bag. Ziploc bags. It's like the baggage for, like, claim. Watch somebody would like murder someone and then they'd find this like pink bag and they would connect <laughs> it back to our podcast and we would just get like arrested. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, no, no. Well, you know, you know what they say. All press is good press. Are we Kardashians? <laughs> like, like, <what? laughs> What are we aiming we for? We could here? have the podcast in prison. Like, I think it would work. They're, Come on, talking to prisoners about self-growth? That would be actually amazing. That's a hot topic. All they do there is, like, you know, read books and, like, lift weights. So. Yeah, and, like, play cards sometimes. I don't think it sounds that bad. I, I don't either. Um, I think it depends on, like, how nice the prison is. Right. Like, I don't know, like, do they have vegan food? That's my main concern. I think I'd get Can really skinny in prison, because I don't like, I like, I any do. food. So I would come out, like, skinny, snatched, with, like, my self-help <laughs> help book. I'm like, I did this all myself. <laughs> yeah, like, it's really, you could just meditate, do self-growth all day, read books. You would come out so skinny and educated People will be asking you how to do it. Right. And then we could write a book about that. And then we could get famous. And then, we could, and then you go back to prison and you read your own book in prison. Wow. And then you come back out and you write another book. And you're like twice as smart. 
and then <laughs> it keeps multiplying. Yeah. <laughs> like as if it's like new information. <laughs> like every time. No, but back to the back to the research. I do think that it's important to have like a support group to you know support you through it if you're like hey i want to do like any big decision that you make that's their job right that's like what your friends and your family should be there for and i i really appreciate like honesty and accountability and friendships because i feel like you know when i'm doing something bad like i want to be held accountable for that like i need to hear about that now that i feel like i'm like at a point where i feel like i'm myself again because i think i have always been the same person i have like a newfound view on it i feel like stronger with my sense of self like i feel like i always knew who i was and i always was the same person but now i've grown a much greater capability i think for i think mostly for judgment like i think i've become a really good judge of character through going through that and like having bad friends and like kind of seeing like what i don't want in friendships and relationships I was going to say, learning what you don't want is just as important as learning what you want. Or even, like, going through any sort of bad period, it helps you learn what brought you to that and, like, what was making you feel bad so you can avoid those things in the future. Right. I also think it, like, it would be really easy to try, like, if I didn't have a horrible ex-boyfriend, I might... (laughs) I might take my amazing current boyfriend for granted, but I never will because... Or it could be harder to even recognize red flags, you know? Yeah. Like, having that experience shows you what to look out for in the future. Exactly. Like, I feel like I am kind of annoying about that, like, with with John. And I feel like he's kind of, like... I, I wouldn't say he's annoying, though, but I think we both have experienced that since we've been dating there's like a lot of like wow you're not mad about that wow that's cool and it's like a totally normal thing that like no one should ever be mad about I try to like be understanding about everything but I just you know we were talking about therapy and medication a couple weeks ago and I just started um an anxiety medication and I tried it for the first time yesterday and I think it actually turned me into the devil (laughs) and I don't I don't know if I'm going to keep taking it, She's but like I was, Lucifer. like, pissed. I, yeah, it just, like, came out of me. I was pissed about everything. I was making dinner, and I asked Tristan to, like, help me, and then I got really upset that he was helping me because he, like, takes up too much space in the kitchen. So then I was like, go, play play your video games. <laughs> and then he goes, play video games, and I'm like, so you don't want to help me? And, um... Like, there's no right Yeah, answer. I think... I think I will burn down the city of Denver if I keep taking it, so. That actually, so that kind of reminds me, because that's just kind of how I feel, like, when I'm, like, PMSing, which I think we, <laughs> yeah. can, we can make this, like, an entire episode, but I kind of want to talk about it just because it came up for, like, a split second here. Have you done any research on, like, your, your cycle and, like, each phase? Do you know what the luteal phase is? I know the name of it, but I don't remember what each one is. Okay, I just learned about this. I'm 23 years old, and I just learned about this. And now everything makes sense. Well, 
I feel like every girl has like maybe like a week or two out of the month where you just wake up and you're like, oh my God, I look like a different person. It's finally happened. It hit me. I'm ugly now. I'm aging. I'm looking old or like ugly and just like fat or like whatever it is. Yeah. And I feel like this happens to me like every single month and I never recognized it as a pattern, but I just like feel awful. I feel like I look awful. I have like no energy. And then I feel like I'm like super irritable with people. Like I'm just like cranky. And, like, people don't even have to do anything to me for me to be, like, like, and just, like, mad at them. (laughs) Yeah. And I was, I saw this on, like, TikTok. Like, TikTok is actually so educational. Because I never would have known this. I never would have known this if it weren't for TikTok. So, shout out to TikTok. TikTok is great for the transmission of information if you use it in moderation. Right. The big issue with any social media is the fact that it's not used in moderation. Like, TikTok shouldn't that, be, like, like, your sole source of, like, news. Like, that shouldn't be, yeah. like, <laughs> the only place that you go to, like, check the news, but... Although it can be cool to, like, see some article on TikTok or see some sort of, like, blip of information and then research it on your own. Right, that's like, kind of really that's cool. kind of what I did because I learned about the luteal phase, which is like I guess the second part of your cycle. So, it's like it's basically like right before you get your period. So, it's like PMS week. It is PMS week. And okay. it's like basically you can actually physically have changes like in your body. In your face, too. Like, women will, like, swell in their face. And I'm like... Like, water retention. Oh, my God. Like, it, it yeah. never connected before that I was like, oh, my God, that's why I'm ugly for, like, a week. Like, <laughs> I was texting John a few weeks ago, and I was like, I'm sorry, I've been, like, really ugly this week. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, and I, I was just, like, making jokes about it. I was like, I'm in my ugly girl era. Like, I'll be fine probably in, like, a week. And he was like, okay. And now we scientifically know that there's an ugly girl era. Yeah, there's an ugly girl era. Like, during your (laughs) luteal phase, I guess. Like, I never knew that was a thing. I feel like that's something, like, I should have known. Like, I'm, like, 23. Like, why don't, like, we learn about that? There's such a lack of education. It's insane. Because now I feel like, I feel like I, like, whenever I go through... I should say my luteal phase because that's that's what it is now that I know what it is. Whenever I'm going mm-hmm. through that, I'm always like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? I'm broken because like my emotions are all over the place, too, and I don't know how to control them. And I'll always think like, OK, back to self growth. I'll think that I'm like at a really good place mentally. And I think I generally am until like a week out of the month. And then I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, everything's wrong. And just, like, (laughs) I'll think I'm doing so good, and then that'll happen, and then everything's awful, and then everything's fine again, like, a week later. And it's just so insane that that happens every single month for the majority of our lives. Yeah, and it's, like... And most people don't even know what it's called. Right. I didn't even know what it was called. And it, it has you going, like, crazy, but I think I was, like, kind of, like, in, like, a luteal phase ugly girl era for like most of the month during my like problematic girl era like a few years ago so that's how you know I have made progress because now it's only like a week long see instead of 
girls blaming things on their astrology sign, we can start blaming our luteal phase. For our last whatever it's called, it's by Harvard Business Review. Call, what, what, oh, what, whatever it's called. Oh, it's called To Become Your Best Self, Study Your Successes by Laura Morgan Roberts, Emily D. Heafy, and Brianna Barker Kaza. Um, and there is a picture on this article of a very cute little chihuahua on a really Beautiful like a dinosaur photo. bone I, <laughs> I really hope they i don't know how that correlates <laughs> i really hope they bring this up in the article they're like conquer your biggest fear i don't know i don't know i don't know how that's well, supposed you think to relate, the dog would want the bone he looks kind of scared dog might want know. the bone he's cute though. but maybe it's just because the dog is like chihuahuas are known to be scared well he's also very tiny and it's a bone bigger than him so maybe it's like yeah go huge. for get the biggest bone you go can for get. the big bones in life yeah. doggy like i don't i don't know maybe that's yeah go for the big bones <laughs> that's gotta be it but it goes through an approach to personal development including the idea that receiving affirmation is a powerful way for us to grow. So a few of the steps that it goes through for self-growth are noticing positive feedback uh, because a lot of us tend to really focus on like critical or negative feedback instead of focusing on the positive or at least balancing the negative and positive. Ask questions. Don't just accept positive feedback. Inquire into it so you can better understand exactly how you made an impact. I like that. I think um, next time somebody calls me pretty, I'm going to (laughs) go. What do you mean exactly? Which part? I do that all the time (laughs) with John. Anytime he like compliments anything about me, I'm like, okay, but what do you like about it though? (laughs) Like, please elaborate. (laughs) Somebody calls me smart and I'm just like, how smart? Smarter than you? Smarter than your mom? <laughs> Am I smarter than smarter a fifth than grader? Your mom. Oh my god, that's a good show. <laughs> I kind of really like game shows. I don't know, they're really entertaining. I love game shows. The place I go to get my nails done always has game shows playing, and I'm like, <laughs> just like, no thoughts, empty brains, staring at the TV <laughs> with my arms just like broken up on someone's like death super off topic but every time i get my nails done i have a really bad problem with like twitching anytime i know i hate my body because anytime i know i'm supposed to stay still i start twitching i got lash extensions once and they asked if they could take a picture of them because obviously they did a great job and my eyelashes were like flapping (laughs) i was like twitching them so hard it was like open close open close and the girl took a picture. They thought that you were just batting <laughs> yeah. your eyes for them. The girl took a picture of my eyelashes and showed it to the lady that did them. And they quietly were like, yeah, I don't think we'll use that one. So I didn't make it to their social media because I am ADHD, I guess. I don't know. Because you were feeling really pretty. I was feeling. <laughs> you were just batting <laughs> so your eyes like pretty. a pretty girl. I was going to fly away. <laughs> <laughs> but. Number three in this article is study your successes. I actually started doing this recently because I was told it was was a good idea for your career, and I 100% think it is. But, like, any time 
you do something that you're proud of like in school or at your job write it down and it's going to be so much easier to do an interview if they're like oh what's your greatest success or like tell me about a time you did this and you literally have a list of really cool things you've done mine's called a brag board and it's just like things I'd like to brag about (laughs) I think it's a really good idea I started doing something like that kind of for a different reason, but I started keeping a gratitude journal, like, when I went to therapy, just because my therapist was like, you need to, like, start looking at things in a more positive light, and it works. Like, it sounds really stupid, like, it sounds dumb, but just taking the time to, like, be proud of yourself, even for, like, little things, can make you feel really good about yourself. Okay, I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but over the summer, I took a course at DU called Writing for Wellness, and I did a final project on gratitude journaling. Really? Yeah. And I didn't actually do it. Um, I faked all my statistics, but the presentation came out really good. And I didn't fake it. Like, I used a lot of um, studies, but I didn't actually put in the time myself to do what I was supposed to do. But, um, yeah, I literally took a whole course on, like, self-growth through writing. And it is really effective. Like, it, it works really well for stress and for, like I said, like, balancing, like, negative and positive because it allows you to focus on the good things that are happening. Right. And I think it also allows you to see, like, even when tons of stuff are going wrong and tons of stuff seem to be horribly bad in your life like when you fall in some chicken grease or you break your elbow tubing um, or your dog you, and grandpa die or your dog and day. grandpa die on the same day there's always something that you can still be thankful for yeah like my family's dead but i get to go to chick-fil-a today things like that yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like man my elbow is broken but I'm getting treated like a little baby because of it. <laughs> I'm going to ride that. Um, the last one on this list is pay it forward. So it's talking about reciprocity and giving affirmations when you're getting affirmations and any sort of feedback, exchanging it rather than just receiving it. I mean, I think that's good advice. I should probably do that more. I don't really think about that so much. I feel like I do that pretty often, but I think I almost exclusively do it in, like, romantic relationships. Yeah. Because I noticed that, um, I've been training my boyfriend really well, okay? He's like a (laughs) dog. No, but, um, instead of, like, telling him when I don't like something, I'll instead give him positive affirmations for him doing things that I do like for example like I I don't know I I kind of like princess treatment I guess so I think it's nice when my boyfriend drives I don't really have a problem with driving like I will kind of if I need to but I think if it's like you know I don't need to or I'm not offering to to be nice then like he should yeah. So instead of being like, oh, like, I don't want to drive, like, 
there was like when we were first dating there was like one time i drove and then i drove like two days in a row and i was like "Ooh, this cannot become a pattern (laughs) so the next the next time that or like the second time that i drove and i was hanging out with him instead of being like i don't want to drive to you i was like leaving and i was like oh like i'm so sad i have to drive home now that's why i like when you drive because it's extra time that we can spend together (laughs) and it worked like he's like hasn't had me really drive since besides like sometimes i'll go when i'm at work i'll go over to his house like after work and then i drive because it's like way closer it makes more sense than for me to like go in the opposite direction to go home stuff like that i don't have an issue with like me driving but that's that's so smart flipping it around on him for the sake of the podcast i'm gonna phrase it this way this person that I know does this thing that I really don't like that I think is weird, which is also something that I've noticed my boyfriend doing, for example. Don't you think that's weird? And then he's like, yeah, and he stops doing the thing. So, Genius. Yeah, I think you instead of like getting this. mad at him for it, like instead of like being like, stop doing this thing, it bothers me, it makes me <laughs> mad. Like, just be chill about it. And don't, I feel like a big thing is, like, don't, like, single out your boyfriend for the action that he's yeah. doing. Like, don't be like, you, you are doing this. Because then and he's going like to be then like, then it comes across you're accusing me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I've become really good at this because I was in such a horrible relationship before. Like, I'm really good at talking and, like, kind of, like, walking on eggshells and, like, how do I say this and, like, get what I want out of it. Yeah. No, I think it, it's smart, though, because it's technically good for everybody. Like, you're being more positive. You're not causing conflict. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Right. And we've never, like, fought. We're, like, yeah. some of the stuff that I've, like, noticed or whatever, like, could have turned into an argument if I had approached it differently. Yeah. So. Do you know that affirmations page on Instagram yeah i was just thinking about that when i was reading that (laughs) we were reading the harvard article yeah i I think it's good yeah i think those are good affirmations i have it up right now i am not insane and out of control like that's such a good that's such a good affirmation i need to remind myself of that (laughs) i'm not insane and out of control um yeah it's just funny because I feel like sometimes I am like that week period <laughs> that I was talking about earlier I'm insane and out of control like there is no helping me during that week nothing is going to make it better besides just letting it pass are you ready for our juliation I think so I really like this week's I also love this one our juliation today is juliation 11 2 so it's been it was just the 10th anniversary of this juliation that's wow. pretty wild this is a decade old <laughs> this is a decade Double old digits it says cheers to all it's very christmasy i like that's the festive yeah i'm like to all good night <laughs> I- it was literally november 2nd when he wrote this and that's he was why like, i feel like it does christmas. feel more christmasy like, I don't, 
What do you think he was doing? Do you think he was just like walking around Brooklyn? He saw like a Christmas tree up in someone's house and he was like, cheers to all. I think he woke, I think he was like waking up in his jammies. I imagine him wearing like cartoon pajamas with like the really long hat and like the full long sleeve pants combo and he could just smell Christmas from two months away. And he thought, cheers to all. Either his he's wearing those jammies or he's wearing like Christmas pajamas. Like Oh yeah, like a one piece. Yes. <laughs> With it's like feet. candy cane. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a onesie on. <laughs> I love those. I have matching Christmas pajamas with my entire family that my mom got us a few years ago because I think she had seen like other moms doing it on Christmas cards and she's like, we need to do this. She got and influenced. so like she just like gifted. Yeah, she got she got influenced by the other mom influencers. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. My mom's in the background. She just said $500 later with my big family, which is makes sense now because we've never done it since then. But... Yeah, there are seven of us in my immediate family, so that is kind of like, you know, just a get them at Costco that at dropping. that point. That's so many <laughs> at Costco. Yeah, that comes with like a hundred <laughs> Christmas pajamas. <laughs> They're comfortable though. I wear them like I wear them year round. I need to get some. I need to get in the the cheers to all spirit. What's your favorite Christmas song since we're like on last the Christmas? Oh my god, I was gonna say that. Yeah, easy. That is a really good song, and I also like that song because my dad hates that song. Does he like, really? <laughs> yeah, because he thinks it sounds like creepy. Like you know the part where he's like, "I'll give it to someone special." Like my dad's always like, "Ugh, why is he saying it like that?" <laughs> I don't like think he's it's whispering creepy. it in your ear, Dad. Special. <laughs> yeah, they're coming for your dad. That's who's getting it this year. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. It just makes them uncomfortable because it's like men singing it, I think. That or like Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sleigh. Have you listened to like Ariana Grande's Christmas album? I think I've heard one or two songs from it, but not the whole thing. I I really kind of like it. I'm not like a huge Ariana Grande fan because I feel like girls that are like huge Ariana Grande fans, that's like their entire personality. Yeah. I do like her though. Like I, I like her. I mean, she's dating a ginger. I'm dating a ginger. So I think we have some sort of camaraderie there. Yeah. You like see yourself in each other. Yeah. <laughs> What's I'm like Ariana the code Grande. for like girls who are also dating other gingers like do you guys have like a secret like look that you give each other i don't even know i don't think i've met another girl dating a ginger in real life i feel like it's so rare that is true that is pretty rare my mom said they're going extinct you have to procreate (laughs) (laughs) okay my older sister is also dating a ginger Okay. So I think together we can repopulate the earth with gingers. I mean, at least if like if both of you were to have kids with your current partners, one of the children would become would be a ginger for sure. 
I think it's like a dominant gene. Like I think it would just be ginger. Yeah. Are you okay with having ginger babies? Like a couple years ago, I would have said, no, I'd rather die. But this episode <laughs> is about self-growth. So, I, yes, I'm okay with it. You're like, I'll love my child even if they're ginger. Yeah. It's not a deal breaker. And also, <laughs> Tristan isn't like the super, super pale ginger. Like, he can tan a little bit. So I think that kind of saves him. Well, thank you guys for listening today. Follow us on Amazon Music. That is do not it. a request. Do it. That is a demand. Better yourself and follow us on Amazon Music. It is self-growth if you follow us on Amazon Music. That was actually the last step in that step-by-step that we were reading. Yeah, Harvard like, Business Review follow. said. Follow the baggage claim. Follow the baggage claim. That's what the little picture with the chihuahua and the bone was all about. Yeah, that's what that really meant, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say thank you to the National Library of Medicine, Harvard Business Review, and you know it, the New Yorker. Mm. You can't even hear you clapping, Oh but my God. she's clapping. Um, also, we have to do our shout-out and shame. Oh, right. This is completely unrelated but i want my shame we didn't even talk about this and it's irrelevant to the episode but i think this is the opposite of self-growth so i want to shame bradley cooper for saying that he wants to make the hangover four you need to move on come on i feel like he like did well in like a star is born you know he does well in everything. He doesn't need hangover for yeah, like he, And I love the hangover. Like, you have other you have other things going for you, buddy. There's, like, other... <laughs> other movies. Listen to this in. podcast episode and grow. On to uh, better things. You can <laughs> ditch the hangover in the past. Okay, what's your shout-out? Um, hmm... I feel like this is a hard episode to do a shout out on. Um, my shame, though, because your shame is unrelated. My shame is the luteal phase. Good one. And just being a woman in general, because why? True. <laughs> why do I have to go through that like every month? That's like dumb as hell. Um, yeah, I wish I had balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, but we should we should really do like a full episode on that. I think that'd be really interesting. But I'm yeah. going to do my my shout out, I guess, will be my shout out will be John. I don't know. Yeah, John. Uh, you know, I'll shout out Julian. I'll go super original, do something we've never done before. <laughs> shout out and Julian. Shout out Julian. Julian and John, like as if like they weren't the <laughs> shout outs from the beginning. I'm shouting him out in this episode primarily because- Shout out Gingers. I know. <laughs> to shout out Gingers. I'm shouting out John in this episode. I'm shouting out John <laughs> in this episode primarily because I know he didn't listen to last week's episode yet. And this is my test to see if he's going to listen all the way through to this. 
And exactly like what I said, I won't get mad at him for it. I'm just going to, because I know he didn't listen. I'm just going to be like, oh, I ask him all the time. I'm like, did you listen? And then like when he says he has, I'm always like, what was your favorite part? And like last week (laughs) when I asked him that or like two weeks ago, he was like, uh, I don't know. And I was about to get mad because I thought he like lied about listening to it. And then he he was like, I liked (laughs) the part when you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hmm. You're safe. You, this oh, you week. know who I want to shout out? We got a listener in Egypt. Oh my god. <laughs> shout out. Shout out our listener in Egypt. Yeah, wow. it says less than 1%, so it's definitely one person. <laughs> shout out to our Egyptian listener. That's so cool. 